Hello everyone and welcome to It's Cardiac Rehab Podcast, a podcast series where we discuss the patient's journey through participation in cardiac rehabilitation programs following a cardiac event. This series is a collaboration between the Irish Association of Cardiac Rehabilitation and the Irish Heart Foundation, supported by Serbia Laboratories Ireland, and focuses on the patient journey following a cardiac event. My name is Anthony Burrows and I'm your host for this series. During this series, we will hear from patients who have experienced a cardiac event. They will share with us what they went through and how participation in a cardiac rehabilitation program supported their recovery. In a previous episode, we heard about the beginnings of cardiac rehabilitation in Ireland and its evolution right up to the present day. We've learned and we'll be learning from healthcare professionals, the doctors, nurses, dietitians, the physios, psychologists, and in today's episode, a hospital pharmacist. The pharmacist plays a key role in supporting patients following an event, during their acute stay in hospital, and of course, when patients are back in the community, the local pharmacist plays a vital role in dispensing the medication to patients and giving them instructions and educating them on the importance of the medications they take. So today I'm delighted to be joined by Jackie Walsh, who is Chief Pharmacist in St. Colm Kilt Hospital, Lockenstown, and by Mick Brophy, who participated in a cardiac rehabilitation programme. And before I start um, and ask Jackie and Mick to introduce themselves, it's important to state that today's episode is a general discussion primarily focused on the role of medications in treating patients. For anyone listening to this podcast, it is important that you address any questions you have about your specific treatments to your GP, to your hospital doctor, the pharmacists or nurses in the cardiac rehabilitations that you're visiting. Do not change or stop your medicines without talking to your doctor. I think you'd agree with that, Jackie. Totally, 100%. Very good point, Anthony. So now I'll, I'll ask you, Jackie, to introduce yourself to us and to tell us about your role and the role, broadly speaking, you play in cardiac rehab before we go into further detail. Great. So I'm Jackie Walsh. I'm the chief pharmacist in St. Column Kills Hospital. So one of my roles and the other pharmacists in the hospital is cardiac rehab is we would talk to patients and help and support them taking their medications for their heart health. So um, a pharmacist would maybe meet a patient when they're an inpatient and they might realise that they're unwell at that point in the hospital. So they may give them the booklet for medicines for your heart and leave them and tell them that it'll be explained in more detail later on and that they'll be coming back to the hospital for the rehab programme and we'll go into it in more detail then when they're feeling better. But if they've any questions, they can ask the nurse, the doctor or the pharmacist while they're in the hospital. But that'll be all explained in more detail. So then they come back into the phase two to cardiac rehab program and the pharmacist or myself or one of the other pharmacists, we would talk to them in general terms about their medication and about how to take their medication and what it's for and what are the risk factors for heart disease and how what they can do to minimise their risks. And we're just a kind of a very general outline of medication adherence and why it's so important to take your medication, as you said, as prescribed by your doctor. We talk to them about side effects and what to do if they have side effects and all that type of general information. And then in phase three and four, we would give them going with the medicines for your heart booklet. We go through it in more detail. We'd look at their prescription. We'd break it down, tell them what class of drugs they're on. We okay. give them more in, more information. And there's often a, a conversation between people in the group. They're more familiar with their medication. And at that stage, often their medications are paired back to what they're going to be on for quite a while. So they might have more detailed questions at that point. And discussions. Yeah. Okay. That's very comprehensive and very clear. So thanks, Jackie. 
So now, Mick, I'd like to, to welcome you and introduce you as well and ask you to tell us a yes, bit about your story, Mick. So two years ago, uh, I underwent surgery and I had two stents fitted. And uh, two years on, I have a new regime and I suppose a, a new outlook on life. Um, at the time, I had experienced some chest pain and I was trying to lose a little bit of weight. Um, I just found myself, it was a little bit difficult sometimes when I was trying to exercise uh, and uh, my heart rate w w was going up. So, uh, yeah, I went for several tests and um, pretty much was told that I wouldn't be going home that day. Um, had the stents fitted and it was a very um, painless exercise. I went on to a regime of uh, taking medication on a daily basis. I suppose at the time I was 48, I would describe myself as you know, being relatively fit. I would walk regularly, have a dog as a non-smoker, a uh, bit of a stress ball, have a stressful job, liked my pints, um, but by and large had a decent diet. So I really didn't see this coming, certainly not at this age. It does change your outlook. And for me, it has been a very positive experience, actually. Okay. Thank you, Mick. That's, that's great. So Jackie, now back to you. Mm -hmm. Okay, for a little bit. Yeah. Because we'll focus on a couple of different things here. Go back into a bit more detail on, on the role of the pharmacist. Mm -hmm. And um, and then we'll focus on the medication and kind of and some of the instructions that are given and take some examples. So I suppose to come back and ask a, a kind of a, a general question, I mean, I can imagine that there's a lot of patients to, that come in to, on phase two and, and phase three after they've been in their acute mm -hmm. uh, stage that you mentioned um, and you begin the discussion about medicines that they're going to be on. Uh, is it a case you'd have some people who wouldn't have been on any medication up to that as well as people who may have been on several? Yes, you would have people who had never been on medication before. But um, by the time we see them in phase two, it's often quite a couple of weeks into their programme. Okay. So they've met all the other um, people, participants within the group and they've had um, education sessions and physiotherapy sessions. So they're they're quite familiar with their medication and they're in a group of people so that are also in the same boat. So okay. we really find that they're quite positive about their medication. Okay. And um, in particular, heart medication, we don't, you know, most people are, are have, it's a positive experience for them. They're happy to take their medication. has been my experience. And and I'm sure there's, there will, and we'll, we'll address yeah. this in a few minutes, but there's a book that's given that's mm -hmm. published by the, heart, the Irish Heart yes. Foundation. And um, in that, there's a very detailed there is. Kind of description of all the medications that, you know, somebody might be on them all, yeah. but it covers very comprehensively what's on. We can't cover all that today. But we might just take two examples of the types of medic mm -hmm. medicines uh, if we look at maybe beta blockers and statins and just um, briefly describe and I suppose uh, orientate people as to the kind of information that they'll get um, as they're going through the cardiac rehabilitation programme. So we give them a very positive um, message about medicines for your heart because we tell them that it's all research based, evidence based, that there's a lot of money invested into these heart medications mm. and that millions of people worldwide are on these medications. So because it's such a common condition and in particularly in the Western world and in Ireland, that so many others are on it. So they're well tried and tested and that, you know, they kind of the benefits definitely outweigh the risks. So we explain to them um, what the indications for each of the heart medications are for. And we tell them that people, the person beside you might be getting taking something for a different indication. So each of the groups of drugs have several indications. So somebody could be on it because they'd had a heart attack or somebody else could be on it for blood pressure. And we tell them that the doctor did it for their individual so that the doctor prescribes it looking at the whole person. So they might prescribe a particular group of drugs 
for um, somebody if they had diabetes or, you know, they mightn't prescribe for another group. So say beta blockers, they might they mightn't prescribe it for that group of people if they have asthma or something. Okay. So the doctor knows their full medical history and will prescribe the correct medication for them. And then we tell them what the indications are, what the usual dosage is for the beta blockers, what the name of the drug is and what are the likely side effects they're likely to experience mm. and how long they're likely to experience the side effects for and what to do if they experience those side effects. So we might say that sometimes it's hard to know whether it's a side effect or whether. So say beta blockers, sometimes people complain of tiredness. Mm -hmm. But if you've just been in hospital after a heart event, you could be tired anyway if you've just had a heart attack sure. or your stents put in or, you know, the whole experience of it. So sometimes it's hard to know. And then we advise them to talk to their doctor if they ha are experiencing side effects and the dose might be adjusted or, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So we reassure them. And then often there's a discussion within the group and people kind of can give advice to each other as well. Yeah. which, you know, within the... And then sometimes if the people don't want to talk in the group, we'll advise them to come up and talk to the pharmacist privately at the end. And sometimes people like that. And then others are very happy to chat among the group. So yeah. you get and the it, benefit of both. It's through the group, I guess, that, yeah. that the full, uh, the full benefit, benefit is, is there. there. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd imagine when people are, you know, uh, you're given the booklet, which is fantastic and it's yeah. very comprehensive. But again, something like this where it's new and new information, yeah. it can be a lot to take in. Yeah, it can. And it's very confusing for them, the booklet sometimes. Now, it's a very good booklet yeah. and it's very clear when it's explained. But maybe if somebody was given it without being in a group, yes. they might find it a bit off putting the glance at it and go, oh, all those names are coming. And for some people, they don't need to know all. Some people want to know very detailed information and others are quite happy then with this, the basic information. But we do advise that everybody knows what medication they're on, what it's for, what dosage they're on and what are the likely side effects and what to do with it. Then other people want to know far more detail and, you know, that type of thing. And that's good, too. And the so information whatever. is there. There, it's yeah. there. Sometimes when people experience side effects, yeah. um, I mean, I can imagine it can be a li little bit of a setback yeah. or it can be a, a concern for them. Do you have any kind of uh, tips or encouragement to, to sort of, as you, as you mentioned, keep going with their medication. Well, it's very important to keep going, but it's also very important not to ignore a side effect Absolutely. and to talk to somebody. So say if it was a minor side effect and there was just a bit troublesome, their community pharmacy is there six or seven days a week so they can call in and they can discuss the side effect and that pharmacist then could say to them, or if they're in the cardiac rehab program, obviously they can talk to people in the cardiac rehab team, the cardiac rehab nurses or the pharmacist uh, and they will assure them that that is a minor side effect. It's common Mm -hmm. and that it could go away in a week or two or not to worry too much or they might say no actually you need to go and see your GP now or go and talk to your cardiologist about that so they can advise them for the what's the best course of action but definitely don't stop taking your medication but don't suffer either because side effects as well the doctor could decide to reduce the dose or they could decide to prescribe a different drug within that class and they mightn't suffer side effect with that or they might say to them we'll add in another drug that'll help with that side effect. Yeah. So there are options. Exactly. So don't suffer side effects. So just another, one more question Jackie on the side effects. Mm -hmm. um, I guess if somebody experiences a serious side effect or something immediate. Yes. Um, would you like to just make a point about that to us? 
Yeah, sure. Um, well, if somebody is seriously concerned about something, they'd need immediate uh, assistance. So, you know, it's hard sometimes to know whether something is a side effect or it could be another heart event. Mm-hmm. So don't ever delay getting medical assistance. So, you know, if they're really concerned, chest pain or something like that, they feel really unwell, they contact an ambulance or they go to their GP if they feel really unwell. So it just depends on the grade of what they the side effect, whether it can wait or whether it can be. But no, definitely get urgent medical assistance if it's a serious effect and it may not be a side effect. And that's not to alarm anybody. No, I mean, it's not. Generally no, speaking, it's medicines just, are so safe. It's just, just practical yeah, and absolutely. just to keep people. Yeah. yeah. OK. And as you, you mentioned earlier on, the Medicines for Your Heart, the Irish yeah. Heart Foundation book, which is very comprehensive and it's an excellent kind of overview mm-hmm. um, covering all the medicines that somebody could be on and probably on a number of them. That's available um, in the show notes section of this podcast series and you can access it there. I'll be honest, Jackie, I saw a, a PowerPoint slide uh, over the last 24 hours that it's from one of your own presentations and it, an excellent point made about medications are only as good um, as, well, as the, if they're taken. That's I mean, it. I guess, they only know. work if they're taken. taken That's yeah, true. Yeah. And taken as they're prescribed. Well, the one thing I think about heart medications is that people are quite lucky in that they're, you know, for uh, taking a point of view, they're small tablets and easy to swallow on in general. And usually they're taken once a day. So if people could get into a routine, so they might, a lot of them are taken maybe once a day at breakfast time or mm-hmm. people get into a routine. They could put, um, sometimes people on a Sunday evening, it's one of their jobs, they'll put them in a pill box themselves or their community pharmacy might do it for them. They'll do a blister pack for them. Sometimes people might have to take tablets later on in the day and the next thing you'll hear a little alert going on the phone to tell you you have to take your another medication 6pm or something now. So, you know, there are lots of little or they could just if people prefer to write it down or I think it's just to get into a routine that works for them and maybe put their medication in a place where they won't forget to take it. And if they go, did I take it or not? They have a way of checking back that they took it. Okay. And if they're having any problems taking it, do discuss it with their pharmacist because there could be things to help them and they could give them the blister pack. So if they find it really hard to take them, I mean, the blister pack is there and you can see it straight off. And the help is Whether there. you took it or not. Yeah, the help is there. And it is so important to take them as prescribed. Yeah, I mean, and just in relation to what Jackie said there, I would have had my meds tweaked, you know, um, throughout the first couple of months there, uh, particularly on the beta blocker. I was getting uh, dizziness with it, you know. And again, the, the communication flow there was important and just not being, I suppose, um, afraid to speak up or even just expecting it uh, to be done for you. You yeah. have to you have to really um, focus on yourself and listen to your body, you know. Exactly, yeah. So, and I, mean, and I guess, look, you're going through something anyways and then yeah. the medication, it's there to help and it may be sort of, as you said, the, the, the tweaking of uh, to get it right. Yeah. So, um, and just maybe on, on the point about the group, mm. did you sort of see, as Jackie's saying, like, you, 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 you were there to witness people discussing their medication yeah. and learning from each other. I mean, it's probably been very valuable, has it? Yes. I mean, there wasn't that much talk around meds in the group. The group was definitely good from an information sharing point of view. You kind of get a sense of, of I suppose, being in the same boat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I found just, I really found the people that were there just really good at what they did. They just yeah. really belonged there and they'd seen it all before and they, they you know, there was no stupid questions when you yes. were in that group scenario, which was nice. Yeah. And as you say, Ask. Ask. Yeah. yeah. Ask a question. Yeah. Perfect. People, you know, might hear somebody mention something and then that'll prompt them then maybe to ask a question later on. Or even indeed, they might then go home yeah. and then be taking a medication and they, they, they might be answered for them, their question yeah. then as well. So important to discuss. We might come back on the statins. Some discussions that we've had, you know, with, with, yeah. with some of the units around the country in, in cardiac rehabilitation, that maybe these, these, these are one of the medicines that 
sometimes people can have concerns about or yep. because of what they read in the media. Um, but, but a very important medication nonetheless. Yeah, no, statins are very, and people are sometimes concerned, but they've been around for about 30 years and um, a lot of people are taking them and most people do get on well, but they are a group of drugs that you do need to be aware of some of the side effects. So uh, I think taking statins alone can reduce your um, incidence of heart event by 21%. So they are considered for people with high cholesterol, but they're also considered for people who don't have high cholesterol but have other risk factors. Um, And like it's all evidence based and backed up by so much research. But sometimes people do suffer from muscle pains and then people can wonder whether it's a muscle pain. We can all get aches and pains, but it's more like a general kind of fluey all over muscle aches and pains. So don't ignore a side effect like that. Do go to your doctor. You might need a blood test. Um, And also, you know, when you're on statins, we look at the whole picture. So to keep people safe, if they're on things like certain antibiotics, once they're started, they would stop this statin for the week or two they're on the antibiotic Okay, because sometimes they can interact and then that can give you the side effects of the severe muscle pain. They're a very positive group of drugs and they've made they've made a big difference. But everything is risk and benefit. And it's, uh, you know, you do need to be aware that they have to be monitored sometimes. Okay, And again, if you have questions specific or if you've read something and if you have side effects, do report them. Yeah, Don't exactly. ignore it. Yeah. yeah, But if you've read something, uh, I guess, somewhere else and you have concerns about the medication, oh, yeah. always again talk always. to your doctor. You know, yeah. I mean, exactly. They've put you on it for a reason. Yeah. And that's important to, to take home. Um, another general question, I guess, you know, can patients take other common medicines like over-the-counter stuff um, yep. or supplements or if they're on a heart medication? You mentioned an interaction there with statins. Yeah. I mean, it's a couple of things to cover there. The over-the-counter stuff and the Cold and flu medicines. Cold and flu, yeah. So the thing is, cold and flu, like paracetamol, is generally a very safe drug when taken as prescribed. As you said at the beginning, though, you know, if your doctor has told you don't take that, go by your doctor. But as a general rule, if you have colds and flus, paracetamol is the safest, the correct dose. Uh, Some of the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are not the best or any of them. You'd be best to avoid them. So if they're not prescribed for you by your doctor, you shouldn't buy them. So there are things like ibuprofen, that class of drugs Uh, and then supplements a lot of people find benefit of supplements and they really uh, you know feel better taking them so there's often no harm in taking them but just double check with your community pharmacist just before you maybe say I'm on heart medication is this okay yeah so again if you have any doubts just double check absolutely and I mean and again the great thing about community pharmacists I mean I'm thinking of my own community pharmacy yeah down in Tullow in County Carlow and the pharmacist is wonderful. I can ask any question. I know the advice is there and that's important for people to, to remember out there. It is. Ask yeah. the question yeah. to, your, to your local pharmacist. So I guess, look, if we move on then to maybe some of the, you know, patients that are gone through their programme and mm-hmm. they're going to be living on medication, I guess, for years to come. Mm-hmm. There's a number of different things to, to cover risk factors. Okay, so somebody's had an event um, they may have had risk factors. You get to discuss that and advise them on, on kind of what they need to do to kind of reduce risk factors. Yes. From a pharmacist's perspective, what yeah. does that conversation? Okay, um, so we tell them generally about the risk factors. So there's certain risk factors for heart disease that you can't do anything about. So that's increasing age and male gender and genetics. So there's nothing. So if you have a family history, you can't do anything about those risk factors. But thankfully, there are a lot of risk factors that you can do a lot about. So things that would put you at significant risk of uh, heart events would be high blood pressure, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes. So type 2 diabetes, you can 
manage that or you can do things about that. Smoking, um, stress, healthy diet or mm-hmm. being the right weight. So we give them general advice on that and we explain to them that you may not know that you have blood pressure. So that's why you do have to take the medication and it is lifelong because if you suffer from blood pressure, it's probably something that you will always suffer from. But, sure. you know, that's why it's really important to take your medication regularly. And it's not something that you, you know, your symptom reminds you to take the drug. That's why you have to keep, um, be in a routine to take it because it is something. But all of these things, you, they're in within your power and that with a healthy lifestyle and taking the other advice of all the other people in the team about diet and exercise and stress. Medications are key and they have made a, a significant difference to people's lives and they help them live longer and live them healthier, even when they have the family history of heart disease Absolutely. and they've had heart events. So before I come back to Mick yeah. on, on some of those points there, just a couple of, I suppose, uh, housekeeping questions again. You know, if somebody is on medication, uh, taking, you know, having a glass of wine, alcohol, things yeah. like that. These are the sort of questions I guess people ask. Yeah, you know? they do. They do. Yeah. yeah. So the general answer would be that, you know, it's fine to drink within the recommended, you know, standard units. And there's plenty of uh, information on that about know your units and alcohol wise and mm. whatever. Now, sometimes people with heart, um, they even saw there was research this week on if people have like a, an irregular heart rhythm or atrial fibrillation. Some people may find that uh, that alcohol affects that so they have to go by the advice of their doctor but the good news for most is that they can if they want to drink within moderation Okay and going away on foreign holidays can I bring my my medication in my suitcase? You can yes Um, and it's very important to bring your medication because as you know it's key to stay on your medication so the advice would be maybe bring it in your hand luggage just in case your suitcase goes missing and bring uh, maybe a copy of your prescription or know what medication you're on just in case you lose them and you need to know so you'd need to know the generic name of your medication so as you know all medications have a couple of names uh, and one is the brand name and that can vary country to country or even pharmacy to pharmacy but it's the, the actual name of the medicine that you would need to know. So say for the beta blocker, it would be something like bisoprolol would be the generic name. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then there's another name on the drug that would be the brand name that the company put on it. But it'd be important to know that and have a list of it just in case you mislaid your medication or you became delayed and you needed to continue your medication on holidays. Okay. Great okay. advice. And Jackie, are there any specific foods or drinks that should be avoided because of the heart medication that somebody would be on? Well, the main one would be grapefruit and grapefruit juice. So that interacts with some heart medications, so it's best to avoid it. Uh, If you absolutely adored uh, grapefruit and really wanted it, you could check with your pharmacist or your doctor and say, can I? But it's not all heart medications, but it's some. So it would be general advice, avoid grapefruit or grapefruit juice. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. So now we're going to shift our focus and come back to you, Mick. Thanks very much for sharing your story uh, earlier on. And and now in terms of the medication, you, you mentioned about beta blockers. I mean, would you, have, having listened to everything Jackie um, shared with us there and about the going through the cardiac rehabilitation program, etc. Can I ask you, were you on medication before? So I had been taking a prescription tablet uh, since my mid-20s, okay. uh, combined with a multitude of, of vitamins that I always take. So right. I suppose... It wasn't such a culture shock for me to find myself having to take a multitude of medication. Sure. Um, but I would say, you know, being organised in the early stages of that, it can be a bit overwhelming. Um, yeah. And uh, being organised and having a copy of your, your script. We have phones now that you can you can upload all that kind of stuff onto. 
Um, I'd always also have a couple of emergency sashes, you know, I've one in the car, I've one on a key ring just in case I find myself away for the night or whatnot unexpectedly. So just some practical stuff like that. But um, yeah, it can be a little bit overwhelming. But And do you mind what treatments, if you're happy to share with us, did yeah. you go on to following your, your um, the stents being put in? So in terms of which meds? Or? Which meds, yeah. Uh, How okay, did you so, find that experience? So, um, well, yeah, I mean, I suppose I was on a statin, yeah. um, uh, an aspirin, or sorry, I'm on, uh, and um, a beta blocker, which they took me off actually because I, I began to get dizzy spells with that and they okay. took me off it and decided to leave me me off it. Um, I was on an uh, anti-clotting uh, drug as well uh, for the first, I think, 12 months, but that, okay. that's, that's gone now. Um, I'd say that I, 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 outside of the issue with the beta blockers, which was very short-lived, I, I no issue and continue to have no issue side effects wise. I suppose if you take a tablet for a headache, there's yeah. an immediate, you know, response and you can see the benefit. I suppose what I would be cognizant of at my age, um, because, you know, cardiac can happen at any age, but I, I was relatively young when it what happened to me. It's about knowing and understanding and allowing yourself to be educated to the, the future benefits of, of why you're taking these meds. So if I stop taking my statin, I'm not going to see my cholesterol rise. You know, it'll show up maybe 12 months down the line at a checkup. So um, that's really, I suppose, um, what I focused on. Um, the regime of taking tablets for me wasn't a big adjustment. Uh, it would be for somebody who, who hadn't had a previous history of taking medications. So you didn't need a reminder as such. You didn't need to leave it beside the kettle in the morning or something like that. You, you got into the habit yeah. of taking it. Yeah, I had a routine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, from, from, from the previous regime. So yeah, I mean, I've, I've missed out meds occasionally and you, you just, you, you go back the next day and you, you get slapped back into your routine. It happens. I just say, try, try and slot it into your routine. Know where you're going to find a gap in that routine and, and yeah. allow for it. But I think your point though about, I suppose, future-proofing and looking ahead as to why you're on, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. And it's very powerful when you hear it. Yeah. And it's probably important for people to sort of, to latch onto that because... Yeah. Think about why you're on the medication that your doctor put you on. Yeah, uh, and you'd, you'd hear people say um, quite commonly, I don't want to be on a tablet for the rest of my life or I don't want to be on tablets for the rest of my life. But the, the latter part of that sentence, the rest of my life, you have a, a say and a role in, in that um, mm. and you get to, to choose. So, you know, if some people are adverse to taking med medicine long term, they'll, they'll take it in, in the early stages and then when they feel they're back to normal, they kind of discard it. Um, and I, I've done that myself, uh, not on the cardio side, but with, with, with other meds. Uh, and, um, you know, I would say it's um, it's not advisable. Listen to what you're told is best advice. We live in a great age for intervention. And uh, I certainly dodged a bullet with the intervention I've had. And uh, I'm going to ensure that I, uh, I maximize on the, the benefit of it, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, outside of the... The medication discussion, I mean, um, you, you you make a very strong point. You said it was a, it, this has been a very positive experience for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would be typically somebody who, you know, would maybe have extremes. So I, I'd, I'd really get into fitness and then I'd let it wane, you know, yeah. and I, I, I'd end up giving myself quite a challenge then, you know, whereas this has been, it's balanced me a lot more and I find myself now in a routine that I feel is a routine for life. And I suppose I feel... I've been given a second chance and I don't want to waste it, you know. Okay. And the the cardiac rehabilitation program, was that kind of, did that cement, I suppose, and going through that, that it helped to kind of embed that kind of it did. Um, uh, motivation it, for you? It did. And those people know 
what to say and when to say it. And you yeah. can see the way they're, they're, they're motivating you, tweaking you, and they up the ante on the physical uh, fitness side of it uh, as you go through the, the weeks. Um, it's, it's, it's a very positive experience, yeah. Okay, brilliant. One thing we, I often find as well is that often people who come to cardiac rehab, there's a family history of heart disease in their family. So they're actually really happy to be taking the medication because they know that their father or their uncles yeah. didn't have the benefit and they know this is evidence-based and it has made such a difference. So they are actually quite happy and that motivates them to take it daily. Yeah, and, and, so, fi- and find your motivation, I yeah, think, is yeah. what you're both saying yeah. as well, to say, you know, yeah. what's, uh, why should I stay on this medication and, and look for it? Um, just for one point, actually, that Mick made about uh, if you miss a dose, maybe we, yeah. we come back to that, Jackie, because if somebody misses, they're on a kind of a tablet to take it every morning, yeah. you know, before or during or depending on the instructions. Mm-hmm. If I miss my tablet this morning, mm-hmm. um, what should I do? You just take it as normal. Okay. You should never do a double dose. So just take it as normal. But say if you did tomorrow, you go, oh, I missed a tablet. Just carry on as normal now. So most of these are for long term prevention. So if you miss the odd day, it's not going to do too much harm. But it is very important to keep on your medication. So if you find you were regularly missing a dose, well, you'd need to start thinking about how you're going to put in place a plan that you're not missing too many doses. Medicines only work if they're taken. That's it. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so just finally, um, I suppose before we we close uh, or come to the end of this episode, we should just maybe just Take the time to to uh, ask Jackie and to ask Mick from, I suppose, a, a clinical expertise perspective and from an experience perspective, you know, what messages, what's your take home message to people um, who might be starting off their, their cardiac rehabilitation program and the journey that they're on specifically regarding medication? OK, so Jackie, over to you. Well, the good news is these medicines for your heart work and they work very well. But it's very important to take them as your doctor has prescribed them for you. So they prescribe them individually for you and they'll work well. And be aware that there are side effects, but you don't have to suffer side effects in silence. Things can be done. So go back to your doctor and your medication could be tweaked and you don't have to suffer side effects in silence. Um, And medication, along with the other lifestyle changes that you make, such as healthy eating and exercise, can significantly improve your life and the quality of your life. And if you're a smoker, please stop smoking, because that's one of the most important things that you can do. And also you can get help for that as well. Fantastic. And Mick, the same question. Yeah, I'd echo all of that, obviously. And uh, also just say that, you know, taking medication, particularly if it's for the first time, is just another form of change. Um, and if you, if you look at it um, as positive change, um, that will certainly help. Uh, you know, the psychology of this can be very powerful. If you are, you know, grateful for, for interventions that have come your way that other people weren't as fortunate to have, that's only one half of the equation. The other half is the medication and mm-hmm. the future benefit of that medication. So it's just worth considering that. that that's great. And I think uh, just it leaves me to sort of thank you both for coming here today, for sharing your expertise and your stories. This is an episode I think people could listen to again if you're on your cardiac rehabilitation program. And thank you very much, Jackie. And thank you, Mick. Thanks, thank you, Mick. And again, a big thanks to Jackie and Mick for coming in today. Some very useful information shared. I think you'll all agree. And remember, medication doesn't work unless you take it. And in our next episode of It's Cardiac Rehab, I meet with Dr. Sinead Mulhern from the Matter Hospital, who will discuss normal psychological reactions after having a cardiac event. This podcast has been developed by the Irish Association of Cardiac Rehabilitation in partnership with the Irish Heart Foundation 
and supported by Servia Laboratories Ireland. For more information, or if you have any concerns, contact your local cardiac rehabilitation clinic or your GP or the Irish Heart Foundation at irishheart.ie. This is a six-part series. All episodes are available on the Irish Heart Foundation website at irishheart.ie. The content in this podcast is not intended to constitute or be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. The views, information or opinions expressed during the Cardiac Rehab podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of their employers, any hospital, the IACR, the Irish Heart Foundation or Servia Laboratories Ireland. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform and is not a substitute for professional diagnosis or treatment. The Irish Heart Foundation is here to support you. We have various ways in which you can join the larger heart and stroke community. We have meetings with expert speakers on topics such as diet, medication, exercise and the psychological effects of living with a heart condition. We have a very active private Facebook page called the Heart Support Network where you can access quality information and gain support from others who are on a similar journey to you. Our nurses are available with just a phone call for any medical queries you may have. If you have had a heart event or been diagnosed with a heart condition, do contact us on heartservices at irishheart.ie or phone 01668 5001.